Hey, hey, we should do an intro. No, we shouldn't. How will they know we're the theater boys? They'll just know, okay? What you doing? What are we recording? Oh, we are recording. Yes. Oh, man, I didn't have time to think of my one-liner. I said I forgot. <laughs> um, anyway. You have your time. We can cut this out. No. Okay, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, yeah. There is no time for peace. No. <laughs> See you, Crane. See you, Crane. Please edit that out. <laughs> I want to get canceled before we're big. Nah, there's plenty of the other ones that they'll get rid of this one. Welcome back, guys. Here we are doing another recording. You thought we failed in the last one, but we're here again to annoy you for another... However long it takes. This one should be too bad. Yeah, it's probably going to be a short one. So we watched uh, another movie that is infamous infamous for trying or completely thinking it's going to get a sequel, and then not, at least not yet, and that is Alita Battle Angel. We saw this movie back when it came out. We just looked. 2018? 2019. 2019. Felt like 2018. Wow. That must have been right before shit hit the fan. And it, the, I think it was a summer. It was a summer movie? Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, little did we know what was coming next year, but like... <laughs> but yeah, so this... I mean, we liked it a lot. I liked it again watching it the second time. I thought... it was good. Some of it was a little corny, but, like, it's, it's a great movie. It also looks fantastic. I mean, it's an anime movie. What do you expect? Big it's probably the anime best. Eyes. It is the... It's probably one of the best, if not the best, like, manga to live-action adaptation. Yeah, like, it doesn't have ever an anime, does it? It just has the manga, the... the it has, like, a couple book. episodes, I think, of yeah. anime. But, I mean, like, yeah, I think as far as, like, that whole like, the Japanese art style and the anime art style, like, brought to an actual movie, like, mm. something else tried it not too long ago, but it's not a direction that you normally go with, because, like, the hand-drawn stuff is just so unique, mm-hmm. um, and since this didn't really have to compete with that, it's still brought in that art style and that world and all, everything, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was really fun, uh, the movie really grounds you, which is appreciative that, like, James Cameron, I don't think, can make a... He can't make an awful film. Like, he he can't. Like, I think I'm convinced. Like, he can't make a bad film. Reaches hands to Google IMBD. Mechanical <laughs> keyboard would be far too loud. Too loud. <laughs> but it's... I think... It, he just does a very good job about, like... He has vision and the story in mind. And he wants to tell it all. And I think he does that. If uh, I forget who else, uh, is like the co-director, producer, fellow, but both of them did a very good job telling a, a good story to me, who I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, the uh, world and everything going into it. Yeah, and there's I watched it. There's not too much of the. I feel like these kind of movies, like the sci-fi's, like have that that monologuing, you know. 200 years ago there was a war and then mm-hmm. this happened and this happened and there's like two lines at the opening of the movie and then like you're right into it and like mm-hmm. it's just it starts out like they do a really good job about like I feel like the movie is a little choppy but not in a bad way like there's a lot of sections to it there's mm-hmm. like the father daughter section the growing up section 
the mm-hmm. I'm now like a mechanical killing machine section and like then the third act type I am now a berserker yeah like it, of the United Marine Federation <laughs> wrong movie Sean what do you mean what do you mean it's not a wrong movie it's reality oh god oh um, okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there was a lot of uh, like a lot of little things that happened and I'm curious if there's one like if there was several like books or like I don't know, I remember, I read, like, Death Note, and there's, like, the chapters. And, like, several chapters rolled into one movie, and then... Yes. Yeah, so, like, there's a lot of little parts that they, like, go and roll through, and you can definitely tell that there's more to her becoming, like, one of those bounty hunters and stuff, but, like, it didn't feel like stuff was skipped over, and though it progressed really quickly, mm-hmm. um, up until the end, there's no real time cuts, um, and quite frankly like when we were in theaters and even now when you watch the final bit like you just think the movie's gonna keep going for like another half hour, hour half hour and like it's fine yeah. like this is what you want like you, you're like you need it to resolve the plot tensions you need it to go further yeah which is sad which i'm very curious about so why they got when they got to the ending why they decided to end it there like of all the places to end it you're like this one right here yeah, it's not like Fantastic Four where they're like you know resolved the hero and they're or the villain and they're like all right guys now we're gonna go get another sequel and Sony was like no, no. <laughs> like this one was like like you're like I mean for me like we like these kind of movies and like you're rolling mm-hmm. in and you're like yeah this is gonna be good and then like it just never it just stops and you're like huh moment like, of, moment of silence for Warcraft when they thought they were going to get a sequel and it just didn't happen it'd be like. It'd be like the ending to Dune, only, like, Dune knew it was gonna get a sequel, and this one was like, yeah, we're gonna get a sequel, and, I mean, it's been three, it's only been three years, I guess we're not giving it as much credit. But I think it, like, still could, but the people people that were involved with it are so busy right now, like, you can't, you can't have Cameron come off the Avatar train, unfortunately, like, we wish he could. That train needs to derail. Like... I don't know. This is, like, decade worth of projects. I don't know why he decided to do this. But, uh, I digress. Uh, I swear, if it's just... We could just derange this into me bashing on Avatar continuously. I mean... We should say that for its own thing. Yeah. Anyway. Avatar bash. This movie, this movie was, like... It, it's really good. I love it a lot. Like, it's very fun. I think it's a great... Um, what it was the word? I'm thinking of, like, a great, like, teenage... like coming of age movie almost like it reminds me of like that good in a health it's yeah it's like a tv 14 show crammed into a movie and you're like wow this is good no it's like a uh yeah yeah i know what you're talking about like it's like a supergirl or something but like yeah better yeah it's like a supergirl but it makes it it's good like it's every part like makes sense and you're like oh like these plot points make sense the movie eternals wanted to be yes (laughs) This makes sense. You got the teen romance, you got the drama, you got all of that stuff, you got the immortal cyborg killing machines, Mm. you got literally all of those things. You got the celestials up in the sky. Yeah, you literally Mm. have all of the aspects of Eternals, but executed well. Yeah. And like, in a make-sensical kind of way. And you accept all of the things, because it's also not grounded in our reality, it's like way far in the future, there's just certain things that are set, questions are answered, things are rolling good. 
and like you're like this is the world that they're in and I place them in here and that's yeah. the box that they operated and they operated incredibly well yeah um I think you were saying it was what a digital did the designs and stuff on this which just yes even if you're not like engrossed into the the story arc of the the movie like it just looks fantastic yeah the CGI all of the detail on all of the characters in every little place nothing is like like not done like it's every little detail is thought through with these characters and all of the other side characters I don't want to know how many hundreds if not thousands of hours were spent on just like the guy standing in the corner in the bar fight or like the the drawings for the people that didn't make it into the film yeah. like the models that didn't make it because I think they're, they went through a lot of iterations pour one out for the interns yeah because there's just so like you have so much variety like no one is the same like no one you know how like I'm going to use Pixar as an example, but that's just... Or, like, Shrek. And it's just, like, you know, they just, like, reuse the models in that, like, over and over and control over C, again. Control C, control <laughs> C, control V, change to blue, red to blue, control C, control Like, every, every... Not not only is every person, like, every face individual, but their whole entire body, all of their robotic cybernetics, like, in the steampunk world, everyone is unique, and it shows. I'm also like a huge fan of the steampunk stuff. Like that's just that's just great. Yeah. Um. The, the with the factories guards also mm. like because it's kind of it kind of goes in the further separation between the government and the citizens. Right. The citizens are all cobbled together, steampunky like whatever I had lying around is now my body type thing. And then the government's guards are these just massive, hulking, well-put-together, assembled tanks that are all mm. in uniform and stuff. And it's just, like, creates this The contrast. Spartans came down and just, like... Yeah, it literally looks like the four-legged Master Chief. <laughs> it is a four-legged Master Chief. Um, but, like, it, it's, like, that that kind of, like... I don't know, like, that's Polish. what they intentioned it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, like, a... This is... They, they build a world. They build it really well. The art for different, like like I said, the factory versus the normal guys is like a separate thing. Mm-hmm. All the little details and stuff. Now, obviously, a lot of this is thought out within the comic, but mm-hmm. like they bring that all in, they build it up, and it's it's done really well. And even yeah. though there's like it's like sectioned into parts, and they kind of like go through those parts, mm-hmm. it flows. Nothing feels like it's just like oh, now we're here. It's Mm-hmm. No, this happens and this happens and this progresses into this and then this progresses into this and then this escalates that and then bam we're here mm-hmm. and uh, it definitely is a movie that leaves you wanting more yeah I, th- I think one of the greatest things that it does is lets you not only like the story weight of everything whether there's like lighthearted moments or like things that need to be felt but also like physically when they're going through the CGI or like with the fight scenes it fe- you know when something is heavy, you know when something is light. Mm. But you know even when that something is light, like Alita's body, you know that it is also strong and incredibly durable. Um, so they do a very good well with differentiating between cheap and weighty versus, like, uh, well-made and, like, feeling heavy or, yeah. like, feeling light. So I think they, like, did a successful job with, like, the motorball scenes were like a good example of that like you had these clunky people but you or saw the thin fast moving like yeah they really they, they really that. thought that throughout as far as like okay if this was like a future like metal or synthetic thing what how would it, be, would it like? be different than the metal that we know of and that could be available to everyone else on the planet yeah I really just I mean other than the 
there it has been my only complaint up to this point is there has been no follow up. I thought the boyfriend story arc kind of fell apart towards the end. Yeah, I I almost don't think the I think they could have been friends and like it'd be fine. Like if you didn't have the romance at all and they were just like in a not like I guess more of a gang esque feel to it. Like a platonic relationship friends. Yeah, like they're in that friend group but she's not the one that's involved with uh, hijacking people and get sorting their parts and reselling them. And she's just that one friend that isn't a part of it. So I feel like if they developed like more of that group, not so you're less just with the boy, but now you've developed more of a group sort of thing. I feel like people. there's some of that on the cutting room floor, right? Because yeah, there's that whole discussion between the one gang member, who we're getting to spoilers now, who ends up getting killed. And well, the other girls, I think we're fine with spoilers. <laughs> we, we held it for the king. Let <laughs> people know. <laughs> like, but so so they um, like they have that discussion. Why don't you like her? There's nothing we see in the movie up until that point that makes it look like other than like, hey, robot girlfriend. Like, that mm. the one guy doesn't like Alita. Like we know that he picks on his friend, but we don't yes. know that he specifically doesn't like Alita until then. Mm-hmm. And. The girl likes Alita, so there's a whole relationship there that's just not actually there. Yeah. Because we don't ever see the two of them interact at all. Yeah. So I feel like there might be, at least in writing, like a bunch of the four of them running yeah. around doing stuff. I'm sure there's a lot left. From my understanding, there, Cameron had like, I think close to like a thousand pages of story written for this one movie. And yeah, the person that, came, that the person that came in that told him, "Okay, I'm going to do this," cut it down to like a hundred pages. Well, I feel like, and then Cameron was like, "Okay, you did a good enough job. I'll kind of like oversee it and put my name on it, but you're the one making it." Uh, and that's kind of how it got out because he was just stuck on Avatar for the entire time. That kind of makes sense because I could see um like the motorball scene mm-hmm. with them happening as like younger kids. And there being a lot more time. Like I said, there's no real time jumps yeah. in this. They kind of have the whole thing play out probably inside of a month. And, yeah. like, it makes sense because she's an android, whatever. But, like, it definitely could have been, like, we were kids. We grew up together. This happens. Mm-hmm. This happens. This happens. But yeah. in the movie, they compress it and it all works out. Yeah. And it's fine. Well, they compress it and they, they signify it by the two different bodies. Yeah. That time jump is the two different bodies that happen. And that's kind of. It was really a time jump, but it was definitely like a a story marker. Like things are different from this point on. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking, like, she starts doing more of the hunter stuff by herself, and that's what she wants to do. And she's going away from her father, Mm -hmm. and she's spending more time with the boyfriend. As before, it was more developing a father to daughter relationship up until that. I'm saying it's not a time jump though, but it's just like a story change, like we're shifting gears into the next phase. Like I said, it just kind of flows. Because they give yeah. you that, like, okay, now she has the battle suit, so yeah. now she is, you know, grown up a leader or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just, instead of it being a time differential, it's like a physical change. Yeah. Um, and then that even, I think, would be continued to the last, like, five minutes where it's her and her motorball, motorball armor. And it's like, this is another phase that we don't get nearly enough of. Yeah. Because time is cruel. I would love, I want to see more, I want to see more flashbacks into, like, what the war was first. I would love more, exp- like, an exposition well, on I, the I, war. I think that's another reason why you want more of the movie is, like, it's pretty interesting. Because you're, like, so, right, Elita's supposed to be, like, this killer robot who's just sent there to, according to the history of the world, destroy humanity. 
but even, like, though she knows all this karate and fighting or whatever, she has, like, pure intentions, like, to the point where she, like, literally gives her heart to the, her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, so the question is, okay, are these robots the altruistic saviors of humanity and the people living in the sky cities are the bad guys? Or the person. Well, some, like, there are other sky cities. And this is the last sky city left. Oh, okay. So, like, were, were the people, like, was it an Elysium situation minus the satellite? Mm. Uh, or was it, like, you know, th- there's a whole bunch of questions that are left unanswered. I yeah. obviously could go read the anime or manga. Someone's gonna, like, tear me apart for that one. And, like, um, I probably will, honestly. It's pretty interesting, though. Do I have time? I don't know. But I, I liked it a lot. The world's really cool. There's a lot of unanswered questions. It really, I mean, even the second time watching it, like, I was like, oh, I'll do some other stuff in the background. I was like, no, I'm just actually watching this movie because it's yeah. a great movie. It is a really good movie. Um, and I just, I don't think it got enough credit. I don't know why it did so poorly in the box office. I think there's, like, a stigma around, like, the kind of, like, anime movies. The, yeah, the anime movies. But even, I think the year, like, we're thinking 2019, so is that the year of Endgame? I want to say that was the year of, like, a bunch of Marvel things that were happening. Yeah, and that was uh, spring, during the yeah. springtime. So I, that was when they, they kill off Solo, right? When it was, like... Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, that wasn't Endgame. That was um, Infinity, Infinity War. War. So it would have been... Yeah. yeah, but it was Endgame came out. Yeah, but it was, it was during that, like, very busy season of, like, Disney movies that are coming out, or Marvel movies that are coming out in, like, close succession to each other, and it's starting out the economy. Yes, yes, but, you know. But, so, it's like, it, you know, when you're trying to decide, oh, which which movie would you rather go and see? Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll probably go see the movie, the movies that continue the storyline that I've been following for the past ten years. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a certain, like, risk-reward that people like us, right, like, will be like, oh, there's a movie coming out, let's just go see it. Yes. Whereas, there's a lot of people who are like, I'm only going to, like, one movie this summer, and I know if I go to this branded movie, it'll be a B plus, and I'll be happy, and I'll like it, but you're missing out on, like, all the other little things. Facts. Every once in a while, you end up going to The Dead Don't Die, which, for whatever reason, people say is fantastic. And I it's thought, a piece of hot trash, hot flaming garbage. Never go watch that movie. Anyone who hears this, don't go see that movie at all. I mean, do go watch Alita on Amazon, Hulu, or uh, Voodoo, uh, yeah, whatever the other options. Whatever the other options from. were. We watched it on Amazon Prime. They're not a sponsor, but you know, we had a bunch. No, that's the only one I had to count for. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, like yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of. It's again, we come back to my whole problem with the whole Marvel universe and all these big bullies at the box office, like... Yeah. it's It starts out smaller things, but at, at some point, I also like it because I wonder, you know, if they do end up doing a sequel, will they invest as much money? And if they don't, will that push them to be more creative with well, how they, that. you know, build the world? Because I think, uh, what was it, Ryan Reynolds, like, recently... Um, was saying that like high budget and a lot of time kills creativity for the entertainment industry. So I think, you know, just, you know, scale back your budget. Well, I can, I can say, I can say see what happens on one of our previous podcasts, probably several of them. I've screened about that same thing. At least I hope I have, because that's always my point. You go back my perfect 
like example is the old Alien movies for all the CGI. Mm-hmm. Alien doesn't show up. But you're scared of the Alien before you see it. You don't know what it looks like. You know what it does. You know it's bad. Your mind fills in the gaps. And then when you finally see it, well, it's already scared you. So you're scared of it. Like, mm-hmm. and they had to be creative in that way. And like, same with all the old Star Wars movies. They had to make models for everything. It takes hundreds of hours to physically make these things and maintain them. And they're only good for so long and they break and all this stuff. And it's hard to do. So you try to do it in a creative way to make it show. And then we found that, like, I can go download Blender. And if I put in 40 hours a week for a couple of weeks there, all of a sudden I'm making little Pixar movies. And I have all the power that Pixar had back in the 90s at my desktop. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, when you scale that up to multiple millions of dollars and they have server farms and all that and they can do whatever they want, they can really just... So many dead GPUs. Yeah, I think I know why. Pour one out for the boys. <laughs> Pour one out for the boys who want to game. What a workshops over here heating their entire facility off <laughs> GPUs. Hashing numbers to render whatever the heck is coming next. Creates a glassy in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um... Like, I yeah, the... Uh, what's the the term? It's like it's not scarcity, but when you're when you're put into a box and you have to work around the rules of the box that you're in, that's mm-hmm. when good stuff happens. Yeah. And I just think a lot of the movies now they don't have that. They just kind of like we can do whatever we want with the amount of money we yeah. have. We don't have to actually think. Everything yeah. I wrote in the script is going to happen, and it's just automated. Yeah. Which is something that I appreciate about a lot of. I guess, like, maybe your TriStar, even Warner Brothers, to an extent of what its budget may give certain TC movies. Well, Warner Brothers' budgets are slashed because Warner Brothers... Yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers, in, in, comparison, to Disney, in comparison to Disney, Warner Brothers is such a smaller mm. business to them. Just, it, if you compare numbers, they're so much smaller. But, uh, so, like, their budgets, like, even, I, I thought of, like, Shazam, like, its budget was so much smaller, even, like, the Joker, and mm. even the Batman, like, their budgets are so much smaller in comparison to what they're going up against in their field. Yeah. And, you know, you're competing uh, in way outside your monetary weight class, but you're, you're doing so much better also because of it, because you have to be forced to be like, okay, how are we going to be creative about uh, the lighting or the costumes or, like, how, how are we going to tell this without actually showing this? Um so I think that does it well. Like, the Joker, you don't have Batman. Like, they had to get creative to tell Joker's origin story without Batman, like, in it. So, like, how do they do that? So I thought that was, like, a very um, unique way in which they did that. So I'm seeing, quick Google search, Alita Battle Angel is, like, $200 million. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming that also includes marketing. Probably. Uh, just because this is that top level search or whatever but I mean for reference I think Infinity War or Endgame was like almost a billion it was like 700 million or something like that it's yeah like three times the budget well also their the act, your actor cast for those movies are absurd yeah. that's why I think for the most part like the actor casts in larger movies like let's take Lord of the Rings when it was first trying to do its thing it was trying to cherry pick people that were good but, but we're not. They weren't. They weren't your stars. They weren't Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, or at least. Could you imagine Tom Cruise in Lord of the Rings? Who did they? Who did they try and? Get, didn't they get try and try and get Tom Cruise or someone for Viggo Mortensen? They had someone else, and he was an all star person. Like Tom Cruise could have played any um, one of the Hobbits without a problem. They wouldn't even have to do any cinematography work. 
<laughs> I forget. I forget who it was, and then they had to change him. Um, and then I forget. I guess Gimli's actor was pretty well known. I forget what he, who the actor name is, but he was in Indiana Jones before. Yes. Um, but he was super well known. I guess Ian McKellen. Yeah. At least, from my understanding, was like well known, or at least within this field at the time. Um, but like Elijah Wood hadn't hit anything yet. Um, also, I don't think Billy Boyd or Dominic Monaghan were really doing anything major. Oh. Orlando Bloom didn't hit his star. This star was supposed yet. to be the Valentine's Day movie. It came out February 17th, 2019. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, that's okay. But, like, that's why I would... That would be a struggle mm-hmm. for me to be like, Hey, wanna go see this movie? I mean, <laughs> but, like, like, if you're single with your weebness, like, I mean, if, you, yeah. if you're a weeb... God, that was the target. I mean, audience. like, if you're single and a weeb, which... I don't always see that often. Most often, the people that I know that like anime like are in pretty healthy relationships or like toxic relationships, but still they're in <laughs> relationships. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, just my personal experience. I'm I'm not saying that happens for everyone. There goes our one listener. We just we just ticked him off and he's gone now. I'm sorry. You can go back to your blow doll later. I was gonna say uh, body pillow. But body that pillow. Works too. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, I think, for me, out of anime movies, this is very good. I would say runner-ups to this, for me, would be uh, what Netflix did with, uh, I think the English version was called Samurai X, but the Rurumi Kenshin, um, that I think the first one released in theaters, and then I think it had one, two, three after that, and Netflix, like, kind of picked it up. It did very well. Ghost in the Shell is another attempted adaptation. I've not seen that one. Yeah, I still haven't seen that one. But people told me it was bad, so I didn't go see it. Or it wasn't faithful. It was either bad or it wasn't faithful. I can't remember I think it was both. I think the problem was it it was both. Yeah. But it is very interesting when people, you know, put something from, you know, manga or anime or, um, like, games uh, into movies. Because it's very tough thing to do because of all the background that's around it that the fan that the viewer not the main viewer the niche viewer comes into it and they're like i already know all around it i just want to see it play you just want to see the major events play out and what you know play out on live screen you're not necessarily looking for people to tell you a new story or an original story you just want to see what you already know and just put on the big screen for me you know? Yeah. At least that's for me how I always think of, like, anime movies that come out. Uh, I haven't watched Full Metal Alchemist yet, but I want to see the live action. There's a live action? There is. I knew that. They're coming out with the second one, but I haven't uh, delved too into it yet. Um, but it's just interesting that you just want to see what you've already seen, but you just want to see it real. Yeah. You know? Which... Make it fancy in 3D, please. <laughs> yes, like, give me... Like, I want to see all of Warcraft cinematics in a long movie. That's it. That's all I want to see. I don't want to see anything else. You can just provide that for me and tell me the major events of which that I played out in the RTS game between the late 90s to early 2000s. That's it. That's all I want to see. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> That's so true, though. There's so many, like, like video games that you play where the cinematics are just insane and then, like, nothing ever comes. Like, Halo. I mean, Halo had some fantastic cinematics in it, for me at least. Like, hey, you can watch the series on Paramount Plus. I, Episode I, one just came out. I don't have Paramount Plus, and I don't plan so on today. Paramount Plus. What? Nothing. 
I'll tell you later, wink wink, the internet can't know about it. (laughs) Anyway. Me me and my cubicle mate go to the same site to watch movies that we don't have subscriptions for. (laughs) Not a plug, but if you find one that works for you, great, guys. Um, But yeah, I mean, this movie's great. I I thoroughly enjoyed it the second time years later, and I think you'll enjoy it again if you watch it now. Yes. It's not a bad movie at all. So definitely go watch it. I think the final thing that we would like to do is on a scale of Marvel movies, (laughs) where we would rate this. Definitely Bob Eternal. I wish... Where's the list? It's on my mom's. Well, it's on your Twitter, my dude. Isn't it? On our Twitter. Oh, it's on on your... uh, You have a spreadsheet. You have a spreadsheet, remember? I made a spreadsheet. Yeah, wait. But if you paste it to Twitter, I think I have access to the Twitter account. But I only have one through ten. I only only did the top ten to Twitter. Oh, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's not in the top ten. Sorry, guys. Alita does not make it into our top ten of Marvel movies. Just FYI, if you're hoping for that. That doesn't mean the next one can't. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely above... uh, Probably above Iron Man 3. Probably. Right in there. Watch me uprated that like super high up. I don't think I did. And it's it's like it's like it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I'd say it's definitely better than like Iron Man Three. Iron Man Three felt like clunky. And also like, if you had told me we're gonna rewatch Iron Man Three, I would have told you no. And when you said we're gonna rewatch Alita, I said yeah, sure, that yeah. sounds great. So definitely more than that. I'm trying to think maybe for me. I would, I would put this on the same level as Black Panther. I was gonna say it's mine from it, right under. It it gives me very similar um, feeling because you established Wakanda, yeah, and you had to like give Wakanda culture in the similar way that you had to give like the culture of the city that Alito now lives in and this like growth story a little kind bit. Of like a similar movie between him. I mean, like similar does not mean it is just as good, but it like for me, I think this is definitely under Black Panther because I feel like Black Panther and Up is where Marvel really like shines. It's. It's not just like, oh, I guess we'll make another movie, guys. They're like, oh, we're actually going to, like, make a movie. And this is, like, right under there, I think. Because it's, like, it's good. Okay. I mean, I'm not, you can... You can I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you, because that's, that's where I'm... I think they could have made, in some respects, Black Panther darker. Like, Alita is darker than yes. Black Panther. Okay. Because your villain is more sinister... To me, because of what they're doing, like, not only physically to people, but emotionally to people. When you're done, I want to bring us back to Elijah. Yes. Um, And that's that's just what I'm thinking of as far as, like, villain-wise. Like, you have much more intimidating, at least to me, villains than, like, Killmonger is obviously an intimidating person. I think Killmonger is, like, the best single movie Marvel villain. I would agree. Uh, sorry, I no, I I could not because something about Nazis and Red Skull like just. Oh my god! I'm sorry, not a villain Nazi for me is just like the most villainous, like the most villainous villain. Yeah, but like like, it's got the and benefit he's... of real history. I mean, like imagined character. Like Red Skull's like, all right, what if we take a Nazi from World War Two? And make it worse by giving him superpowers. And it's like, I think they tried that with Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's pretty good. Mm. So, Captain America is just actually an Indiana Jones movie in disguise. 
Possibly, but Indiana Jones never rescued Americans. Unless you account his love interest as an American. But she was a German. <laughs> <laughs> specifically a Nazi. Just specifically a Nazi. Okay. What was the, what was the thought oh, you so, wanted to bring back? Um, okay, so Alita kills Big Tank Guy, kills Michelle Ali, which is going to be a hindrance to that moving forward. Um, and the doctor's wife was chopped up with her brain in a jar. Yes. But when you when he opens the box and is like, here she is, she's going to uh, Zalem or whatever, like, her eyes move. Yes. And, like, she's... So, like, did Alina just leave her in the box? Because if we don't see her later on, that means the doctor couldn't save her. I mean, but also the doctor... Was the doctor seen after the... I didn't remember seeing anyone except for, like, Alita. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Fine. I think they left it ambiguous for a reason. That's another loose end. I just need to know, like, yeah. or, did, you know... I mean, in hindsight, you just murdered a bunch of things. Like, your boyfriend just... Oh, no, he didn't die yet yeah, at that I, point. Yeah. But I think like, the more pressing need was trying to go find her boyfriend. Yeah. As opposed to this person that helped. It's like she has no emotional connection to her. Like why true. should why should she save her? I guess it's true. She's technically at this point. But yeah. I just you know, food for thought. Yeah. Food for the sequel to answer. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. hope we get a sequel. I really hope. I'm we be do really too. sad if we don't get a sequel because I'm gonna have to read comic books, which I haven't done in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not opposed to. There's nothing wrong with, but mm. I just would rather get a movie. <laughs> Honestly, I would too. It's so much visually satisfying. My brain gets so many much more dopamine hits from watching something than reading something. I'm sorry to all you readers out there, but I guess we just have listeners, so I don't have to worry about that problem. How to read, that's what you guys talking for. Excellent. Alrighty, I'm... I don't know if I have anything else left. Nah, I think that's about it. I mean, it's just a good movie. Probably yeah. probably a solid, like, 7.5 to 8 out of 10. Yeah, it. yeah, in between there, for sure. Really good. Definitely see it, if you haven't, on the streaming. Get those numbers up there. We want a sequel, boys. We want sequels, so get up those hashtags, you know, restore the Elitaverse 2025, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right, everyone. Y'all have a good week, and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.